2: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Positive Living. I'm Patricia Raskin. I'm always honored and privileged to be with you each week on Voice America to bring you amazing guests and inspire and enlighten you and help you solve your issues, turn your obstacles into opportunities, and your problems into solutions. That's what Positive Living is all about. And I want to introduce my guest today. You can give us a call at 866-472-5788 if you're listening today, which is Monday, and today is November the 5th. And if you're listening today, give us a call live at 866-472-5788. We're talking today about eidetic imagery and how images can help us be more effective and sharper and creative in all of our lives, in solving our issues and, and understanding what's happening around us. My guest today is author Jacqueline Lap assessman who, for more than 25 years, has applied the techniques of eidetic imagery in her work as a counselor, speaker, and teacher. She's one of the foremost eidetic practitioners in the world. Over the last two decades, she's been the protege and close associate of Dr. Akar Asen, Ph.D., the founder and developer of modern eidetics and pioneer in the field of mental imagery. Welcome, Jackie.
3: Hi. How are you? Good.
2: You know, um, it's such an interesting, the title is interesting because we all know what the word imagery means, or at least we usually have an image of what the word image means, but we don't know what eidetic imagery is. So what is eidetic imagery?
3: Eidetic imagery is in the field of eidetic image psychology. And eidetic images are images stored in the brain of our life experience. So everything that happens to us from the time we are born gets actually imprinted and recorded like a film in specific locations in the brain. And the word eidetic, these very special types of images, uh, comes from the ancient pre-Socratic word eidos, which means the gifts of the gods. So the ancient Greeks knew that within human consciousness, it was possible to enter into states of being and feeling and experiencing that were like the gifts of the gods, which is like tremendous passion or love or vision or fieriness towards something. These are when we are imbued or we are filled with something magnificent and larger than who we are in our daily lives. Those are the gifts of the gods. So the word eidetic comes from that ancient pre-Socratic Greek okay, word. so
2: how is that different from just imaging, just a- any day, just having an image in your mind of something? How is this uniquely different?
3: Well, the way that this is uniquely different is that we have many different types of images. We have um, daydreams. We have guided imagery. We have, um, you know, visualization. We have memory. These are all forms of imagery. hmm But the eidetic is distinct in that it has three parts to them. And the other images do touch upon the eidetic, but the eidetic is the deepest uh, imprint of human experience in the brain. There's three parts to them. There's the visual part, which is the image itself, which is seen in the mind's eye. And that can be vague or vivid. When we see one of these images, there's also a somatic part to it, which is the second part of the image, which is a, an emotion like, ah, oh, that's a pleasant image, or oh, that's terrible, or a somatic response can be, I see that image and my stomach tightens, or my throat closes up, or I feel incredible joy when I see that image. That's a somatic, it can be physically felt mm-hmm. experience in the body, or emotional. Then there's a meaning like, oh, I see. When I look into the eyes of my boss and every day I walk into his office and he's grumpy, but when I see that eidetic image of him and I look into his eyes, I see fear there, aha. Uh-huh. So the mental part, the aha, uh-huh, the understanding is the third part of the image. So the eidetic Seeing has beyond
2: the image, seeing beyond the image to what it really means.
3: Exactly, yes? what it really means. So sometimes people come in to do some imagery work on an issue or a symptom that they have. So let's say they have ulcers, which is somatic stomach pains. It's always connected to certain images, some life experiences that are connected to that stomach pain, and certain meanings about their perception or perspective on how they view life. So we, an eidetic image is all those three parts. Sometimes somebody can come in with a feeling... Uh, not a somatic but like a meaning issue how come I never can get a, a man in my life what's the matter with me why can't I get my kids to listen to me that's a meaning question but it's always connected to images
2: okay alright so let me, let me stop there so right. let's say that somebody comes to you and says how come I can't find the right relationship and the other one we'll take, let's take that one Okay. And then we can go on, obviously, with physical ailments. And how would you help them in a session through imagery to get a clue of what the issue might be?
3: That's a, a very good question. What we do through imagery, and, and I need to say to back up, you know, there's a history to eidetic imagery, which I, I'd like to go into. And the leading theoretician in the field at this moment is Dr. Akhtar Ahsen, A-H-S-E-N, who's the editor of the Journal of Mental Imagery, which goes to universities all over the world where very well-known researchers study and collaborate with him on these images, how they're stored in our brains, how they affect our personality, psychosomatics, and a host of other conditions that affect the human being. So this another distinction between other types of imagery and the idetic, is that the idetic is researched and scientifically uh, understood in terms of its effect, and that's the work that Dr. Austin wanted to bring, is the underpinnings of science and the brain and how these images affect the chemistry in the body. Mm-hmm and physiology at a very scientific level. So it's not just guided imagery.
2: Right. So what you're saying is if people practice these images or use these images, it will affect their brain and their brain chemistry and eventually the way they think and act.
3: Right. So you can change depression, the images that are creating someone to be depressed or hopeless. Okay. So let's go back to the one about relationships. Okay. With relationships, what happens is that whatever is going on in the current relationship that we have in our lives today, there is an imitation or an identification or somehow a repetition of our relationship to our parents or their relationship to each other. We cannot escape that because from the time that we're born, who our parents are and whether, you know, we have a, both parents intact or we get parents get divorced or there's a parent who died or say you're um, adopted. All these things have incredible impact and implication into our personality and psyche. So if someone has a problem in a relationship today, what we do is we look at the images that are stored inside them of those specific relationships of their parents to them or their parents' relationship to each other. And you will see the connections very, very easily. You'll see the exactly that how my mom and dad interacted with each other, and I can see it in this image, is, oh, my God, what I'm doing in relationship Mm -hmm. with this person right now to attract or not to attract. Or the way my father treated me and my reaction to him is the way I'm acting with that person in the relationship. Or a loss that I had in terms of that parent being nurturing or caring or whatever my natural biological need was with that parent, I'm acting out in this relationship or attracting that to me. So there's always, always, always a direct connection to a symptom, whatever it may okay. be, relationships is one symptom, and the way that we have developed in all right,
2: now let's, let's take that to another example, a physical example. Somebody has a, a cancer or mm-hmm. they have an ulcer. Um, yeah. How would they use the image there to help them understand more?
3: Okay, well, see, the brilliance of this work and, and of Dr. Austin's methodology is that he's done so much research in this area that, that all of these symptoms are healed when the person connects to their nature, their original nature and potential. What I mean by that, and it's unique as a fingerprint for each person, depending on who they are, their genetics, what part of the world, if they're an Irish Catholic descent or African descent or um, Swedish, there'll be a whole different sensibility of their genetic nature that comes forward. Now, what I'm speaking complicated terms, basically what I mean is that just as a tree in nature first starts with a seed and then grows into a tree, Mm -hmm. if there's a genetic blueprint to how that tree is going to be, if it's going to be this magnificent oak or, you know, a less magnificent oak, it's all in the genetic blueprint already there, like an elephant is already genetically blueprint if it's going to be the great matriarchal elephant of the tribe or the, you know, the bull who's the stud, who's going to be the major one to uh, procreate with the rest of the elephants to make the babies because he's the, got the best genetics. That's already wired inside of us. But just as that tree comes out in nature and it's meant to be this fabulous oak tree, a little acid rain comes or a little um, a fire, a fire comes or something happens to that tree environmentally that diminishes it. That's all of us. We are nature. We have this genetic blueprint for our greatness. Mm-hmm. The gifts of the gods live through us, those great states of power, exuberance, love, passion. But our history and our development is that acid rain which cuts us, diminishes us, makes us feel insecure. So are you saying that
2: you would get an image?
3: Trauma of, happen.
2: Of so what
3: happens with cancer? Uh, I beg your pardon?
2: So you get an image of what has happened in the past genetically?
3: You have to, first of all, get an image of exactly the things that happened, whether it's a developmental theme, something with mother, father, later traumas. These fit in the psyche as well, an accident, a divorce, a loss. Um, all there can be one event or many events, you know, two or three that finally lead to a symptom like cancer or mm-hmm. an ulcer. So you have to find those. And then we move from those to the wholeness, that genetic wholeness that's inside us to take over. The greatness begins to take over through images where we were diminished. So just like that tree, if we give it really good water, what happens is a new branch mm-hmm. starts to grow, and tree sticks right back into its beauty and its greatness. All right. We're going to have to take have... a
2: break, but when we come back, we're going to talk more with Jackie Sussman. Um, she is bringing us something very interesting called idetic imagery, and basically what Jackie does is she's a therapist and a counselor who helps us to understand idetic imagery. She is the author of Idetics: Freedom from Failure, A Guide to Discovering Success in Careers love, parenting, and physical well-being. And she's the author of Images of Desires, a self-help book on relationships, intimacy, and human sexuality. And you can log on to her website at Jacqueline Sussman, S-U-S-S-M-A-N dot com. You're listening to Positive Living. I'm Patricia Raskin. Stay tuned. We'll be
0: right back. Had an accident? The people you may encounter may be attorneys, doctors, and insurance agents. How do you protect yourself and your family? Tune into Meeting by Accident with Attorney Tom Woodruff, an experienced trial attorney and former legislator. Attorney Woodruff and his expert guests assist and inform on what to do in a crisis, what steps to take, what to avoid, and most important, what you need to know to get through the process. Meeting by Accident broadcasts every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Because being informed makes all the difference. Tune into Meeting by Accident with attorney Tom Woodruff. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com.
2: You are listening to Positive Living, and I'm Patricia Raskin. You can give us a call today at 866-472-5788. If you're listening today, which is November 5th, 2007, and we have on a wonderful guest that's talking today about images and imagery. And my guest today is Jacqueline Sussman. And Jackie has more than 25 years using the techniques of eidetic imagery. In her work as a counselor, speaker, and teacher, she's one of the foremost eidetic practitioners in the world. With over the last two decades, she has been the protege and close associate of Dr. Akhtar Asen, who's a PhD, and he's the founder and developer of modern eidetics and pioneer in the field of mental imagery. Jacqueline Sussman's two best-selling books on eidetics are Freedom from Failure which is a guide to discovering success in careers, love, parenting, and physical well-being, and images of desire, a self-help book on relationships, intimacy, and human sexuality. And she conducts workshops worldwide. Welcome back, Jackie. Thank you. Alright, let's talk about, let's take an example of someone who might have come to you, a client, with a physical ailment, and how you help them through this imagery to get well.
3: Okay, well, physical ailment. We've had so many people. Um, you know, I can tell you a story about someone with back trouble who had a problem with a disc, and somebody who came in with allergies, and so on. Um, the allergy, for example, allergies are suppression of power and expression in the psyche. So anybody out there with an allergy, there's some way that their power or their expression has been compromised in some area of their life. I remember the woman who came in who was a a health lifestyle counselor and nutritionist, and she developed that because she had so many allergies herself that in trying to learn how to cope with it, she learned so much that she became a, a nutritionist. Um, And what happened was she was allergic to just about everything, Um, wheat and sugar and strawberries and uh, dishwashing detergents. Uh, She couldn't swim in a pool because there was chlorine. When she traveled, she could only wear fabrics, cotton, you know, and, and natural fabrics. This woman was really suffering. And so in working with her, there was a whole history of uh, you know parents who were very dominant towards her, but also a sister, an older sister who curtailed her expression a lot and, and fought with her a lot and all kinds of things like that. So as we got the history through images, uh, we also saw the way out. And one of the images that cured her, there were a few, but one of the images that cured her was a memory, an eidetic image that she had of when she was very little. She was still a toddler, because uh, she remembered being close, you know, toddling and being clo- falling on the floor, and remembered the exact precise tile of the floor of that early house that she lived in when she was a child. And she saw in her mind's eye an image of Saturday mornings when mommy would go off to work. And Daddy worked all week, and Mommy was home, and then on Saturdays, Mommy would go off to work, and Daddy took over. And she remembered every Saturday, Daddy would make hot dogs for her sister and for her. And the hot dog had a bun, which was made of wheat and nitrates in the hot dog, and there was sugar in the ketchup. And um, interestingly enough, she couldn't eat anything with nitrates. She couldn't eat wheat She couldn't eat anything with sugar. She was allergic to tomatoes. Anything that you saw in a hot dog or that was in a hot dog with a bun, she was allergic to. Mm. And what would happen was her dad would give her a hot dog with a bun and give her sister, and then when the dad would turn his back or walk into the other room, the sister would fight her, pull her hair, and hit her to get her hot dog. So every Saturday she would, you know, lose her hot dog and then she would cry and the dad would come in and the older sister would lie and she, dad didn't believe her and she got more and more disempowered in her expression, was more compromised, and guess what? She got allergic to all those things.
2: Interesting.
3: We found the specific image connected to those allergies in her and there were others as well, of course. And uh, so we took her back to that image, and inside her, we found her nature. Her natural urge was to fight her sister back, but her sister was bigger. So we developed the whole image for her based on her natural inclination. It wasn't imposed on her, but based on her natural inclination to fight back. So she saw herself fighting her sister, being bigger and fighting her sister and getting that hot dog back and not only getting her hot dog back but getting her sister's hot dog back mm-hmm. and it developed into a whole series of of uh, sessions where she developed and unf- uh, what unfolded was we called it the hot dog fight which she loved and in the images she gained more power, more strength grabbed her hot dog and at the end of that she tested it, and she wasn't allergic. She could eat a hot dog. She could eat all kinds of food, hmm. um, and her allergy was gone because she Once
2: had, she worked through that image. I beg your pardon? Once she worked through the image hmm? and mm-hmm. got to the root of it,
3: now... Well, not just got to the root of it. Yes, yeah, she got to the root of the cause. That's very important, but we take it a step further. We take it to the power of her nature, and it's intentionality, what did she really want to do or say, we always have that part in us. When we're injured in a relationship or in a trauma, there's always a part that gets recessed that has the information of what we would want to do, what would we have wanted to say, how would we have had power in that situation. It's in there. So we let that part live in images, which was fighting her sister and getting her hot dog back, and her allergies went. Mm. uh,
2: Now, when you do this imaging with a client,
3: Mm -hmm. are they under hypnosis? No, 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 not at all. It's just as easy as saying, see your parents, close your eyes, and just imagine your parents standing directly in front of you. Maybe the listeners can do that. I don't know if you want to do this or not, but just picture your parents standing directly in front of you, looking at you. And as you see them, who is on your right if you put your right hand out and who's on your left if you put your left hand out? Now try to switch their positions and notice if there's any tension or difficulty in switching.
2: And the reason for this is to give you what kind of information?
3: Well, if people have mother on the right and father on the left, that is the accurate position. Uh, mother generally in most people appears on the right and father on the left. And the reason for this is that when babies are born, mommies biologically are meant to nurse them. You know, sometimes we get a bottle, but biologically we mommies have breasts and babies have the rooting thing with the mouth and all that to nurse. So when mommy's holding the baby on her left side, which means the baby's right side of the baby's face and cheek is against her chest. Mm-hmm. That's the heartbeat sound goes into the right ear, boom boom boom, which they hear in the womb. When they nurse on the left side of the chest I mean on the uh, sorry, on the right side of the mommy's chest, the left ear is mm-hmm. next to the chest. The heartbeat isn't as strong. So the science has shown that the very first images of mom get stored on the right hemisphere of the brain. If it's the other way around and mom is on the left and dad's on the right, usually it means there was a loss of connection with a parent. We don't know which one yet, but there's a loss of a parent. Uh, and so the image gets shifted around. Mm. That's what that means. and you know done this with so many people over so many years and large audiences and whenever I take them through this exercise and I say, those of you with mother on the left and father on the right, did you have, was there a divorce, was there a death, was there an illness, was one parent more dominating, mm-hmm. they'll go, how did you know that, how did you know that, because the inversion reveals it.
2: Interesting.
3: Now here's, mm-hmm. the, want to try another image?
2: It Right after the break. Okay, Okay. right after the break. My guest today, who's talking about a fascinating subject, is Jacqueline Sushman, who has applied the techniques of eidetic imagery in her work as a counselor, speaker, and teacher. She's one of the foremost eidetic practitioners in the world, and over the last two decades, she's been the protege and close associate of Dr. Octor Austin, Ph.D., who's the founder and developer of modern eidetics and pioneer in the field of mental imagery. Jacqueline Sussman's two best-selling books on eidetics are Freedom from Failure and Images of Desire, and she conducts workshops in the United States and abroad and really helps people discover their natural inner presence and their untapped abilities so that they can lead successful and empowered lives. You can give us a call after the break at 866-472-5788 if you're listening live on November 5th on Monday. And you can also log on to Jackie's website, which is Sussman S-U-S-S-S-M-A-N, dot no com. J a c q u i l i n e Sussman s u s s m a n
3: dot com. No C. there's no C in my name. J a q u e l i n e. Okay, thank you. Yeah,
2: it's misspelled here. Thank you. thank you. J a okay and J a q u e l i n e Sussman dot com. Folks, you're listening to Positive Living, and I'm Patricia Raskin.
4: makers to restaurants to meet top chefs and sommeliers to wine themed spas wine country getaways even into supermarket wine aisles where women and wine angels swoops down and helps shoppers to get their wine picks and more women and wine broadcast each thursday at 2 p.m pacific 5 p.m eastern on the voice america channel women in wine enjoying life one sip at a time what are the favorite travel destinations of the Hollywood Jet Set? Where do celebrities like to go when they aren't walking the red carpet? Tune in to Traveras Celebrity Travel Talk with president of Trevera's David Manning, and Lisa O'Hurley, golf aficionado and wife of actor John O'Hurley. On Traveras Celebrity Travel Talk, David and Lisa talk with well-known actors, sports celebrities, and entertainment insiders to find out about their favorite travel destinations and what they recommend.
0: voiceamerica.com
2: Hi everyone, we are back you are listening to Positive Living and I'm Patricia Raskin just to let you know you can log on to my website raskinresources.com and listen to all of the archive shows that are on Voice America and we are now in the air six years on Voice America I was one of the first because I so believe in the Internet, and Voice America has so many wonderful hosts on now. They've grown so much. So really, um, when you're on the website, take a look at the other hosts and the other subject areas, because they have some great people on the program. And my program, Positive Living, is all about positive solutions and practical strategies to make your life work and to make your dreams come true. Today is no exception to that. You can call us at 866-472-5788. My guest today is Jacqueline Sussman and her website is com. J-A-Q-U-E-L-I-N-E, Sussman, S-U-S-S-M-A-N dot com. Jacqueline Sussman for more than 25 years has applied the techniques of eidetic imagery in her work as a counselor, speaker, and teacher. She's one of the foremost eidetic practitioners in the world and over the last two decades has been the protege and close associate of Dr. Akhtar Austin, Ph.D., founder and developer of modern eidetics, and pioneer in the field of mental imagery. Jacqueline's two books that are bestsellers are Freedom from Failure, as well as Images of Desire, and she teaches workshops all over the country and the world. Welcome back, Jackie. Thank you. All right, let's look at an image, a typical psychological issue people come into, whether it's... I'm having trouble in my marriage or Mm -hmm. I can't find the right relationship or I'm having trouble with my children or I have a sick person in my family or I have financial problems. Pick one that you hear a lot and take us through
3: a success story. Okay. Um, There was a woman who came in who really was having problems at work, very talented, very gifted person, However, she was having problems at work because she was the only woman on the board and uh, of this of this uh, CEO, she, not CEO, but of a corporation. So she had to work with the CEO and other men and she felt quite intimidated. Now, what was her psychological issue? Her psychological issue was feeling of disempowerment and feeling insecure and uh, which is a psychological an issue that many of us have. Mm -hmm. So she was just insecure being a woman uh, at work, and how could she express her power? So I took her through an image of seeing the men in the boardroom because she would get very nervous when she had to go in there and and do a presentation or or give a talk. And uh, when she saw an image, she saw them all dressed in their suits, and they appeared like little penguins to her. All kinds of mimicking and mm-hmm. sort of these power plays and all that and when she saw that she was taken aback because she realized that with many of them she had a much more personal and intimate relationship, like uh, at lunch or if she fostered a, a a friendship with them, you know, even just an office friendship, she would talk about their wives or what happened or how their kids were doing. There was a different type of uh, energy in how she related to them than how they were relating to each other. And it never dawned on her that that little bit of a personal touch that she had with them actually was an asset that opened doors for her that allowed her ideas and some of her projects um, more entree because they were warmer to her. So when she saw that image of the men as the little penguins, which came spontaneously to her mind, I said, as you see that, how do you feel? She said, I feel much more relaxed. I don't feel uptight. And I said to her, that uptight feeling when you feel it, where is it in your body? How does that feel? She said, my shoulders are tense, my throat gets lumped up, I can't speak, there's a knot in my stomach, and I feel very, very unworthy and very, very insecure, which is a psychological feeling state. When in your life did you feel like that? Mm-hmm. And then she saw an image, which is one of the images that we have, of the house she grew up in, the house which gave her the feeling of home. or oh, not so much a feeling of home, you know. Uh, it was supposed to give her a feeling of home, but it didn't. And she saw her father sitting at the table, growling, as she as she put it, and giving orders. And the exact feelings of the throat being constricted, the feeling of uh, hurt in the tummy and that insecure feeling that she couldn't find her voice was exactly what was going on for her with the men in the corporation. And as she saw her father there, um, as she looked, probed the image more deeply because they are holograms of information. So the more you look at them, you get more information and more information and more information. And I asked her, look into his eyes. In the image, there's a feeling or a story there. What do you see? And when she looked into her father's eyes, she saw him feeling very insecure himself, very diminished. And she sensed him as a little boy, and she almost saw an image—not almost. She saw an image of him being a little boy being beaten up by his own father, which mm. is really what happened to him. She could into sense that or see mm. it in and- we we really do carry that kind of information through generation. And when she saw that, utter and total compassion opened up for her father, and her feeling of intimidation left just by looking more deeply into the image. And I had her again see her father in the house, and this time when she saw him again and she had that feeling of compassion she had the power because compassion is a form of power and it's a a although men have it it's also a feminine form of power
2: Mm
3: -hmm. she had power now and she saw him as a little boy and in her compassion he didn't the growling wasn't scary it took on a different Mm -hmm. flavor and a different tone she saw it the thing
2: with this that's compelling is that she internalizes that so that she really believes it I mean it really becomes real for her these images?
3: Once, once the image shifts, everything shifts. Once you have that revelation and the image shifts in the mind, you cannot go back. She could never see her father differently. And mm-hmm. then it translated to the men, which she mm-hmm. had already seen as little penguins, and she had already had that sense, hey, I get my ideas across in a different form of power than the men do. And it is powerful. I do it through warmer interaction, relationship, and more intimacy with them. She got that instantly as she saw the image. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't until she went back and saw that the tension and the fear came from that father and saw more deeply into him that a feeling of her own empathy and compassion Mm -hmm. was so profound. Let
2: let Uh me, I want to relate this to something coming up because... We are doing this show in November, and you know the holidays are coming up—Thanksgiving and Christmas, and Hanukkah and Kwanzaa, and all the other holidays. And this is a a very stressful time for for many people. Not everybody, but many people. Sure. Whether you have you know money issues around the holidays, or stress around certain people, or just too much to do, um, there are issues. So, what advice would you give to somebody who is dreading the holidays because they have to be with certain family members? That They're not usually with, but they have to be with at this time of year, and they have to sort of white-knuckle it, in a sense, and tolerate it, but it affects them inside. What advice would you
3: give, Jackie? Well, I don't give advice. I take them through an image, so they get to their own inner advice, which is the most powerful.
2: Mm
3: -hmm. So one of the things I would do, and perhaps there's a listener out there who's going through exactly what you say, is... uh, just take a few breaths and close your eyes and let an image come to your mind of the holidays and the people you will be around in these holidays. So see yourself at Christmas or Thanksgiving or Hanukkah. Okay. Sitting at a table or being with the people you're going to interact with, your family members or whoever. And as you see that image, there will be a feeling right away. Pleasant, unpleasant, tension, joy.
2: Okay, let's say that it's tension.
3: Okay, so see that you're tense. Who are you tense with the Well, I'm going to
2: make this up, but let's say that it's, uh, oh, I don't know, it's a mother-in-law.
3: Okay, so see your mother-in-law in the image. Who is making you tense, and look at her? What do you see? so the first thing is what
2: uh criticism see? somebody who barks uh, uh barks out comments that just aren't nice mm-hmm. uh, opinionated domineering
3: okay, notice how you feel seeing that image seeing I that would image.
2: say um intimidated.
3: Okay, now notice your intimidation. And what is it like? Is it a lack of expression? Is it a feeling of inferiority? Yeah, it's
2: a freezing. Freezing because up. It's going inside and withdrawing.
3: Okay. That's very, very typical. So going inside and withdrawing. Now, because it's holidays, we're going to go into a little magical image. As you're seeing that you're feeling withdrawn, or powerless, for those in the listening audience. See that a wind comes down from the heavens and surrounds you, just you. Okay. And the wind is a gift of the gods. And the reason I say gods is because it could be Jesus or it could be Jewish God or it could be the many Hindu gods. or We don't know. It's a mystery. But see that it's a gift of the gods and the wind surrounds just you. And take a moment, see the image, feel the wind. How does that feel?
2: Strong, good, comforting.
3: Okay. So whatever it is for the listeners, let that those emotions or feeling states or body sensations, notice them, comfort, strong, mm-hmm. and be with it. Now see, another you jumps out of you, just pops out of you. And just see it in the image. Another you jumps out of you. What is that other you like? What does it look like? I
2: don't Notice, know which, I'm, which one I'm looking at, whether it's the old see, me or the new me. Which one
3: jumps out of you first? What do you see? Well,
2: don't, probably don't, um, somebody who's just relieved and...
3: Is it... Is it what you're saying?
2: Yeah, I would say, um, because this isn't a real image for me, so I'm making it up as I go along.
3: Um, But even though you're playing, there was a person, there must be someone in your life who at some point intimidated you. Sure. Made you freeze up. And so if you see another you come out of you, what's that you like?
2: uh, Strong running
3: away. Okay. So you might have an image of running away or you might have an image of something or someone more powerful and stronger. Mm -hmm. So, Patricia, see another one jump out of that one, the running away one. Okay. And really see what jumps out.
2: All right. I am conscious of time, so we're going to take a quick break and come back and finish this image of what happens when you're going through trying to solve issues in your life. All right. My guest is Jackie Sussman. She is a Really, a practitioner and an expert, and a foremost practitioner in eidetic imagery. You can log on, log on to Jacqueline dot com, J A Q U E L I N E Sussman dot com. You're listening to Positive Living. I'm Patricia Raskin. Stay tuned. We'll be right back.
0: Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. Yeah!
1: Young people, do you want a forum to discuss your ideas and thoughts about what matters most to you? Speak Up brings together diverse voices, cultures, and ideologies from college-age adults across the country. Host Gina Holland provides a different perspective on how current affairs impact future generations. Broadcasting live every Thursday, Speak Up with Gina urges young Americans to think, ask pertinent questions, and affect change. That's Speak Up with Gina, Thursdays at 12 noon Pacific on the Voice America channel.
0: The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com
2: Hi, everyone. We are back. You're listening to Positive Living, and I'm Patricia Raskin. We have a very interesting program for you today. It's about eidetic imagery. My guest is Jacqueline Lapa-Sussman, who has applied the images and the techniques of eidetic imagery, imagery and her work as a counselor, speaker, and teacher. And she's one of the foremost eidetic practitioners in the world. And her two books are Freedom from Failure as well as Images of Desire. And what her eidetic imagery does is helps her client emerge sharper, more effective, creative, and fully inspired to be all that is possible. And you can contact her through her website at jacqueline com, J-A-Q-U-E-L-I-N-E. Sussman, sussma Hi, Jackie. Hi. We have a few minutes left, and so I'm just going to recap this a little bit and then finish the image before we go, and then you can tell us a little more about how people can get in touch with you. But the image sure. we were talking about was if you had stress over the holidays, um, and, and you said, okay, pick something. So I said, well, what if you have a tough mother-in-law and you're really dreading it? And so what you did is you, you, you said, okay, well, you're sitting at the table, and what's the image that you get? what I said is, well, I get a fear image, and, I, and you said, well, what do you do? And I said, I just withdraw, and I go inside. And then you said, well, what person pops out of you? If you saw another image pop out of you, like yeah. in the movie Ghost, what would it be? And I said it would be somebody running and screaming and yelling for joy because they're, they're relieved. They're out of there. Right. Okay, that's where we so left that, off.
3: That you that jumped out of you is your true nature. We went back, I'm going back to the beginning of the show, to that tree, the one with with a genetic blueprint, and the acid rain. So the acid rain is the you that gets intimidated and withdraws from the critical mother-in-law history. And the joyful, ecstatic expression, freedom, the one who runs away, is your real self, your nature, the potential. Mm -hmm. So where I would take it, if you and I were working together... Would be to really deepen that one that yells and screams and the you know that laughs with joy and is free and let yourself see those images and those body sensations and meanings and feelings and the chemicals in the brain of freedom and joy and nature come through you and empower you naturally with your own power, which Mm -hmm. it is. It's like your own juice. You're high on your own juice. And then come back and see the mother-in-law. How are you with her now? Mm -hmm. Well, it doesn't bother me. I beg your pardon?
2: It doesn't bother me when I see her now because I I feel empowered and strong.
3: Right. That's beautiful. So that's how the imagery works. That's your real self. Mm -hmm.
2: All right, Jackie. If people want to learn more about how to use this imagery Mm -hmm. and they get your books, can they do this themselves or do they need a professional to help
3: them? You can do it themselves. My books have many images in them, imagery exercises that people can take themselves through. And reading my books, they can learn a lot about how to do this on their own. If people have, you know, serious illnesses or serious psychological issues or uh, recurrent themes, that they can't get through, it's good to work with somebody. Mm-hmm. If anyone has any questions or you know wants more information, they can email me at jackie79 at optonline.net. That's J-A-C-K-I-E, the number 7 and 9, at opt, O-P-T-O-N-L-I-N-E dot net. And I will promise to answer all questions.
2: Wonderful. Jackie, how did you find this particular type of psychology?
3: Well, I found it through a colleague who kept insisting that I meet Dr. Austin when I was in my late 20s, which was almost 30 years ago. And uh, I resisted, I resisted, and then I finally went, and I was amazed. I worked with him personally for 10 years before I began uh, joining him in bringing this work forward to other people and um, doing this work as my life's work, both in the private practice, writing books, articles, lecturing, teaching, and doing seminars. That all came after 10 years of very in-depth work with the eidetic imagery Mm -hmm. for myself, which Mm. I found very transforming.
2: What would be your message for folks today if you were to leave listeners with one thing about eidetic imagery in Mm. terms of helping you in your life passages and your life issues? What would you say?
3: Oh, I'd say a lot. I, I would say that there is a tremendous power of nature Within you, the power of nature is within you to overcome all your physical, mental, and emotional obstacles. You just need to find the right key, and eidetic imagery is the key that brings you to the depths of your nature. That's what I would say. We're we're like nature out there that has been demolished and destroyed and injured and beaten up, and animals are gone and trees no longer there, and that's us. That's us. But inside is this genetic power that is awesome and huge and a very, very strong potent agent of healing and bringing us to wholeness. That
2: beautiful. And what a wonderful way to do it. Thank you so much Jackie for being on the program.
3: My pleasure.
2: Thank you. Stay on the line. JacquelineSussman.com Check this out, folks. It's a a wonderful way to work through your issues through these eidetic images. Next week, my guest is Doug Knoll, who is recognized as one of the best lawyers in America for his work as a lawyer peacemaker and full-time mediator specializing in intractable and difficult conflicts where relationships are at stake. He's the author of Peacemaking, Practicing at the Intersection, how to resolve conflict through collaborative and cooperative solutions in your business and in your personal life. Remember, folks, this program is on every Monday, 2 to 3 p.m. Eastern, 11 to noon Pacific. And you can log on to raskinresources.com. And again, I just want to say one more thing about my guest next week. Doug Noel has his own program right here on voiceamerica.com so you can listen to his show as well. All right, until next week, I always say stay healthy, stay happy, really get the support you need and know you can make your dreams come true. Until next time, I'm Patricia Raskin for Positive Living. Have a great Monday and a great week.
1: and listening to Positive Living with Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. For an autographed copy of Patricia's new book, Pathfinding, Seven Principles for Positive Living, log on to raskinresources.com and tune in next Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific, right here on voiceamerica.com.